0: Welcome to the Fitness FAQ's podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Vadnell, Australian physiotherapist and calisthenics expert. Ian Bars is a 20-year-old weighted calisthenics athlete from London, UK. He has amassed over 650,000 followers and millions of views across social media, particularly famous on TikTok. Ian defies the odds of what a bodyweight athlete should look like. He's 188 centimeters, six foot two, and 89 kilos 196 pounds and he doesn't skip leg day what's remarkable is our guest ian has it all skills strength and size get ready to learn what it takes to succeed ian welcome to the fitness faqs podcast how's it going
1: Damn bro you got me me blushing and stuff bro this intro (laughs) thank you very much okay i enjoyed that bit More than i was supposed to okay yeah thank you for having me here i really remember you since i started i knew you was out there like one of the big people in calisthenics so it's really a pleasure for me to be here with you today feels amazing yeah
0: awesome cheers (laughs) cheers for the kudos i'd like to begin by asking you what made you first start filming your training and posting calisthenics videos online i wanted to see
1: If I perform good, if something's okay, if everything is decent. And at the same time, it just happened naturally, the recording. Like sometimes, oh, I'm trying to do a set. And because you're always excited for that set, because you know it's important, you kind of in your head need to record it. Not even to post it, just because you know it's something important, you know. It's very interesting. And I'm happy I did have this mentality even at the beginning. Because then I made progress videos and people really enjoyed it on social media. And I blew up progress videos so I've got videos of me doing bodyweight dips and I've really bad at them I've got videos of my first muscle up so I'm really happy I have these videos
0: I can relate to that 100% because when I started exact same thing it was filming your own training to review your form and almost keep your own logbook or your own records to reflect on your progress but what's magical about your position there Ian is Now it's a huge source of inspiration for everyone that's looking to get into calisthenics because they'll see you now and they'll see your results, your strength, your skills, your size. They'll think you're always like this or it didn't take long to happen. What age did you first start?
1: I started at 15 years old. When I started, it's like kind of of a mixed thing. I think even on social media, sometimes I change it by one year, half a year. Like I'm not 100% on one point. For some reasons i just didn't think about this too much but because i wasn't serious i was actually not consistent so probably this shows that you build this mentality you build the mindset you're not born with this mindset because i was not serious at all like i took my training as like not serious like most people most people that i see right now that they excited to start training most of them i know they will not continue which is very sad it's very sad to see this happen because you see the fire in them But, you know, it's mostly the motivation taking over the discipline, which is not a good thing. Discipline is very important. People should not care about motivation. So when I started, I was more about motivation. Sometimes I feel like going to the park. I call my friend. We go do some pull-ups once a week. Once a week, that's all I did. So I was not really serious.
0: Where did you go about gaining your knowledge, Ian? And one of the things that I have privilege in is the fact that I speak
1: Russian. So you see most legends in calisthenics are Ukrainians and Russians. They have the most knowledge. They know so much about this sport. But the thing is, most of them don't speak English so well. And this is kind of sad for the you know English community because there's so many people that speak English and they love this sport, but they don't have the knowledge because most athletes that are the best in this sport, most of them don't speak English. And I speak Russian, so I spoke to the best athletes. I made sure I know everything from them. And I'm here sharing this information that you can probably not get to. Okay. Because you cannot be coached by these Russian guys because they don't speak English. I've, I have, I feel like I've got crazy passion about knowledge because in this sport, you cannot dominate by working harder than others. Cause this sport is more about smart training and recovery and structuring the plans. So it's not about working out every day more than others. You cannot work out in lifting weights and calisthenics skills, for example, two, three times a day, you cannot go crazy and think, okay, I've I've actually trained like this, I need to do more. No, no, you cannot do this, because some amazing methods require not so much work for me. So it's about smart work, and not so much about hard work. So people shouldn't underestimate, especially in this sport. So I realized I can dominate in gaining knowledge, I can dominate in something that everyone finds boring, every person I know, finds knowledge boring. So I, I saw this, and i knew it was time to shine and actually invest into this so i invested a good amount of money a good amount of effort but it really paid off because now in most situations that happen to me i know what i need to do any plateaus i hit anytime i stop progressing in one skill anytime i stop progressing in weights anytime a problem happens an injury happens i know what to do in that situation it stops me for a bit but i always keep moving forward because for me, I never maintained my results. And if I do, it's probably because of an injury holding me back or something holding me back for a short period of time. I never stop. I've got this mentality that I'm never satisfied. But deep inside, there's 1% that makes me appreciate things. But you don't need to appreciate too much because then you will not have the fire to move forward. So that's why I don't let the 1% get bigger. And I focus on 99% of not being satisfied and wanting to achieve more because I actually plan to become even some bigger than I am now. So bigger in terms of uh, achievements in general, not in size. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's quite magical that you're able to identify that at such a young age, because we look around at Calisthenics. And as you said, there's no shortage of people training hard and without really much mindset behind what they're doing. These people can achieve great results. But to be able to sustain and improve long term is is very, very difficult. So kudos to you for identifying that and having longevity in mind, but also having a good balance between your your passion and your drive, but also taking a step back and thinking about how you can keep doing this long term without burning out and injury, etc.
1: So hard work without control is not a good thing never okay because even with me i've got an amazing plan now it's i work to the limit i do a hundred percent of what i could do so if i do a bit more than i do right now say for example i add a new skill into my training i add a new exercise it's impossible i will stop progressing
0: of course i think where your knowledge will really shine ian is teaching people the concepts and principles that they can apply to everything and even within this first Handful of minutes, you're already spitting gems that people, if they listen and apply, they'll. It's it's worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So, um, I'm keen to to dive into your your philosophy. What are your lifetime personal records for one rep maxes for the different weighted calisthenics movements? When it comes
1: to weighted dips, um, right now my maximum would be over 105 kilograms, 10 reps. That's with, uh, of course, very good form. Uh, so this maybe I think gets me to the point where I could maybe do 145 for one rep for weighted pull-ups. My one rep max is 90 kilograms because again, at the time when I did 85 kilograms, I could do 55 kilograms for eight repetitions. Right now, because my working sets got stronger, I got stronger in the working sets, so I've got more strength. I feel like my um one rep max goes stronger as well which is again something normal because testing your one rep maxes is not worth it I, people should never do this you can track your progress with the working sets you don't need to try your maximum you don't need to do this it's too dangerous and never worth it about front lever my maximum hold 12 seconds again why I say only because proportionally it should be more because again I can do like two three Touch front lever pull-ups which again would make people think that my normal front lever should be longer but it's just because I find holds boring so with 90 degree constant push-ups four or five repetitions uh I don't go maximum so I don't do maximum every step my maximum until failure because that's not the best way to train skills on full plunge my maximum was I think four seconds but that's not obviously perfect form because I didn't work on it for long enough because my elbows are genetically not built for this skill to make it safe so for me i can still train i can still progress in this skill but my arms are not built for it what i mean is my elbows if i fully extend it you can see it's a little bit bent just a little bit but that's enough for me to feel way too much pressure on my biceps and actually before i train a new skill that i don't have that much knowledge about what i do is I take about four or five best athletes in the world at that movement. And because I've got some followers, they reply to me all the time, which I guess feels kind of good. So I text all of them and I ask them all same questions. And because I'm so passionate about gaining knowledge, I remember everything they say. So I ask them questions. I make sure I know everything about that skill and even more than I was supposed to. And then from all of their opinions, I make my own and I tried training so I achieved full plunge I went from straddle plunge for one two seconds with very bad form to full plunge with just it was a straight line the scapula and all this stuff wasn't too perfect but I feel like it was just parallel to the floor so it was decent form for five seconds which is again I think very sp- fast progress even I was shocked because I was like wait I swear I'm heavy and pretty tall for calisthenics. Why am I progressing faster than some short athletes? You know? <laughs> and so it felt really good, but then I realized why I progressed so much. It's mostly because I was just strong enough. I could do handstand push-ups. I could do 90-degree handstand push-ups before I started training the skill. I was never good at the skill, but I learned it fast because my strength transitioned to shrimp strength. So this is a very cool thing. They can transition some of a strength into a different type of strength very fast I always put the muscle ups last my main goal always was to just get them as explosive as possible I wanted to have the most explosive muscle ups at the same time with the best form possible so that's my goal all the time for my body weight and height I want to have the most explosive muscle ups I don't want to do a lot of reps I find reps and endurance boring it's not for me I cannot train it i cannot stand it <laughs> it's very uh it's a very different type of pain i would say mentally i don't like long-term pain when you train which is endurance i like short-term and very intense pain that's why i do weights and i do calisthenics because you can be very aggressive and do something very fast and then you feel like Phew, i feel amazing you know i like when i feel like a crazy animal i feel like a crazy animal before my sets that's that's why I love this you can be very aggressive because when I'm very aggressive usually I get a crazy motivation is I'm literally shaking sometimes before some very important sets when I know that the set is important and the set will show whether I progressed from the last training or not I need to take it serious so before that training I'm crazily focused I'm very focused. I put the music in like I plan the music before the workout. I plan when the music is going to play. When is the best moment? I plan this stuff really well because again, I take this serious and I know that is important. So there's no way I can fail. But the craziest thing is when you actually fail, you need to know when to stop. It's the hardest thing. You're motivated. You're shaking from motivation. The pre-workout kicks in and you just need to stop. You need to stop. And if you learn how to control yourself that's the best thing you can ever do because a big reason many athletes don't succeed is because of injuries they get injured and they all regret this they all say i could have avoided it i felt it coming but i just kept going because this is a one time thing it happens so suddenly
0: being tall and heavy ian what advice would you give to people who have similar attributes to yourself
1: you know it's very very interesting and you will agree with me the thing is you don't know if that's more complicated if stuff is more complicated for you than it is for other people because you don't know how it feels to be short and light you don't know how it is to progress while being short and light so you cannot compare i can just say from what i've seen so far from athletes that are short and achieved a lot i feel like you being tall and heavy you need to use the same methods everything is kind of the same your body is the same but it's just you need more knowledge So if you train front lever, you train handstand push-ups, if you don't see progress in more than three sessions, then it's a problem. But for three sessions, to not see progress is something normal. So you as a tall athlete, instead of three sessions of no progress, like most people, you can have six sessions with no progress, even if you're doing the best methods in the world, okay? It's something normal, especially when you try to learn a skill, when you try to learn a front lever and you do attempts, you don't hold it. It's effective, but you just don't see results you see like bro I'm in the same place so being tall and heavy increases the recovery you need to recover way more you get injured more often you don't progress I feel like you mentally become more um, unsatisfied and uh disappointed this is why less people that are tall and heavy do calisthenics you see what's interesting quick proof why calisthenics for shorter people and lighter people is easier again their achievements are still impressive we all respect them but let me explain to you why it's easier the proportion of tall men and short men is the same but for some reasons 95 percent and more of athletes in calisthenics are more shorter than average so we only see the people that achieve the lot on social media we don't see the stuff that sometimes you would really want to see because those things just don't get attention you know So when you see the athletes perform so amazing and you feel a bit bad, like not every athlete in calisthenics is very, very strong. You only see the best ones on social media. So stop comparing yourself and use this as motivation. Consume good energy from social media, not the bad one, okay? Don't let this affect you in a bad way.
0: I feel that you're a really good ambassador for the next generation of the calisthenics culture, if you will, because we usually get one or two situations you get someone amazing athlete absolute beast everything on paper but they don't really know the knowledge and the science and how to teach and talk or you get the the point dexter so to speak they're like oh this research paper you need to do this this oh but don't train too hard but they're not actually doing anything themselves so i feel you're embodying a good blend of the two and i hope that you have a lot of longevity and you're just really sensible with how you're training so to stay in the game for a while today's sponsor for the show is fitness faqs use the coupon code podcast10 to save 10 percent at checkout when shopping on fitnessfaqs.com enjoy the discount and let's get back to the conversation what's your take on the topic of genetics
1: you cannot talk about your genetics and complain unless you've been training for years you have amazing knowledge and you've done everything you can in order to achieve your potential if you did everything you can you had a 10 out of 10 knowledge about training you had 10 out of 10 diet you were so serious about training and you've been training consistently for years and then you have very bad results then you can complain and talk about this subject but if you only see people on social media and you start complaining about your genetics because you've been training for a week and you don't look like them from doing push-ups, then the problem is in you and not the genetics. (laughs) It's the mindset you need to change and not the genetics. This subject will only put people down, you know. Just make sure it's it's a competition between you. Don't compare yourself with athletes. And even if you do compare yourself with athletes and you're not happy, that's normal. So what if you train for two years and you don't look like that guy on social media? At least you tried. So what if you had false hope? So what? So what? You've been training for years and you achieved something. You can't complain. You you became a better person. You used that hate and that thing as motivation to keep moving forward. So even if you didn't achieve what they achieved, look where you are now. You can complain, but keep moving forward, you know? It's again, it's like, so what if someone has better genetics? Like how does this, why would you stop because of this? It makes no sense. You know, it actually makes no sense. Try just go for you. It's you. It's about you. Forget about other people. It's about you. Okay, so focus on you and do what you could do the best. Find what's your potential. Okay, that's the main thing.
0: I feel that many people handicap themselves by thinking about a genetic potential. We're not saying that there's you can't get strong and build unlimited amount of muscle and strength for the rest of your life. We're not delusional in that respect, but we're taking a healthy delusion by thinking that we're gods, even if we're not. It's just that mindset of trying to become the best you possibly can, and almost placeboing yourself to making progress is better than thinking, oh, I can only build this much strength or this much muscle because of my genetics that you can't even quantify. And I've noticed that you tend to Stick to the basic exercise, the fundamental calisthenic movements. What are the main upper body exercises that you do personally and you promote other people to train?
1: It's not so much about exercises. It's about you knowing how to get stronger in the exercise and knowing how to progress the overload. These are the main things, knowing how to avoid injuries, knowing how to adapt. And you know the thing is when I speak about this uh, depth it's something that people maybe don't want to hear that's why i switch quickly okay anyway get back to the real question but you because you're experienced you understand how important this is so guys remember when i speak about stuff in depth he's confirming that what i say is actually important okay so <laughs> don't be like okay why is he skipping the question
0: how do you go about combining weights and calisthenics
1: this question is a crazy question very interesting thing i want to say let's say you're a beginner your goal In general let's say you watch my videos um, your goal in general is to look good to be stronger lifting weights and to be good at calisthenic skills if your good goal is this remember this strategy the strategy is you first lift weights for a couple of months until you achieve good results what i think is good results before you start skills is 20 kilograms on weighted pull-ups for about 10 reps uh for weighted dips 40 kilograms for 10 reps and for squats just let's say 80 kilograms for 10 reps because it's good to have the squats ready as well to make sure you have a proportional body then the strategy again is weights until you get to this point after this you don't combine you stop weights and you only train the skill I would suggest you to train one skill at a time so one for push one for pull okay don't train too many skills at the time you achieve the skill you get stronger the skill and then you combine it with weighted calisthenics the reason why is because if you plan to learn a skill again it's a lot of pressure you need to do attempts you need to do negatives you you need to do accessory work so that's the effective workout but if you do those things before your weighted workout you will do very bad
0: at weights i find the most common mistakes i've seen i can reiterate what you're saying is people skip their foundation, they skip the basics, and they move straight into the skills. They're trying to do the sexy stuff, but they don't have a foundation of pulling with extra weight, dipping with extra weight, and it's a waste of time. Or you get other people who, at the start of their journey, are trying to do everything at once, and too much fatigue, no progress, waste of time as well. So I definitely agree with what you've said, Ian. You can't skip the steps. You have to build your base first, and then you need to acquire things one at a time, one pull skill, one push skill, and then only once you've got it and you've got that base of strength, then you can start flirting with combinations and stuff like that. I think what you said is absolute gold. What has been the training split that you find works well for most people?
1: The best split is if you start with a push day. On your push day, you do 70% intensity, or 60 to 70% intensity on skills and then you do your weights very seriously and the next day you can do your pull day so you do the skill 60 to 70% intensity and then you do your weights and after this you give a day rest 100% because if you go very intensely on lifting weights and calisthenics two days in a row you're mentally done your central nervous system is 100% killed I did this method for a long time, and even me, after two days, I'm very, very exhausted mentally. So even with a lot of experience, you don't get used to some stuff, okay? When it comes to endurance, yes, you can make mentally get used to stuff on a high level. You can run a hundred miles if you're mentally strong. That's mental kind of, is the central nervous system, but more endurance. In lifting weights, it's very hard to have this uh, thing develop so fast so if for example after this two days I do a leg day after the leg day you feel like you're in a different world you feel mentally so tired as if you will become ill like you feel like your immune system is so low it's crazy you don't know what's happening you feel like a bit lost it feels crazy so trust me after you do those things don't have a training okay after this so you give a day rest so on day three it's a rest day and after this you can have a leg day and after the leg day you do skills okay so you do only skills on that day uh again on the way you do them I would say it's mostly negatives and attempts of the skill and after this you can do some sets of accessory work okay so I tried to explain in basics not too many details so yeah you do some accessory work after this for the skills and um, the day after you rest And after this, you do another day of skills, but medium intensity, not so intense. You can still do some attempts, see how you feel, if if you can go intense or not. And after this day, you give a rest day. And if you feel ready, you can repeat the cycle. But maybe you might need another day of rest. OK, so, yeah, remember this. That's the best, I feel like, structure, because depending on the method you use for lifting weights, depends on recovery as well and the structure because with the method that i used and the people that have my plans use you need at least five days of recovery so you having instead of five days recovery seven or eight it's okay you'll still progress perfectly in weights so you can have even up to nine days of rest between weighted workouts and you'll still have amazing progress so it's not like if you rest more than five days that's it you have no progress and uh, everything is bad. No, with this method, you can rest up to eight days or nine days between workouts and still have an amazing progress.
0: When it comes to lifting weights, do you have any preference for the type of resistance, be it dumbbells, barbells, or cables? What do you prefer?
1: The best progressive overload methods on weights will work the best with exercises that are stable. That's why exercises like Huck Squats you'll progress faster than barbell squats the most stable exercise this the exercise where you only use your muscles okay without any stability these are the exercises where you will see the fastest progress in strength so for example you'll have a way faster progress in a normal bench than you will uh at the um, dumbbell double incline bench press because maybe on the double incline you put the weights not very comfortably you go up but one weight went a bit this way so because of this you have to pull it back and it took a bit of energy and mentally you're a bit pissed so when you (laughs) do the set maybe your arm went a bit this way so because of this again you do some little mistakes and this affects maybe the amount of reps you plan to do with that weight especially if you go until failure some little stuff can affect the reps a lot that's why this exercise is amazing but for progressing the overload which is very important because you can never gain more muscles without getting stronger this is something that I talked about recently it's impossible for you to get bigger without getting stronger it's impossible but it's 100 true because why would your muscles get bigger if they don't need to get bigger they feel comfortable you're not getting stronger you stay in the same place okay so every time the muscles get bigger by getting stronger. But the reason in calisthenics, people who do only bodyweight skills, they're not so big. You don't do calisthenics for muscles. <laughs> calisthenics will give you some gains, but what is full plunge gonna do? Oh, there's no contraction. You just do intense hold, it's tendon pressure, it's not muscles. Your muscles don't contract. You cannot gain a lot of muscles without contracting the muscle. You need contraction and high intensity again i use these rules on legs only so the first exercise i do on legs is hack squats okay and the progress is amazing i literally i could do 100 kilos for 10 reps um like two months ago now i can do 130 for 10 so it's 30 kilos in the working sets so quickly even i'm shocked of this progress because it's way too fast So again, it's because the exercise is stable. All you do is use your muscles. So the recovery is faster than the barbell squats because you don't use your stability muscles. And because of this, when you go until failure, you can cheat on form on the last few reps. So because of this, maybe you pulled a little muscle in the body, so you need more recovery. When it's stable exercise, even when you go until failure on the last few reps, you will still have good form. Your speed will reduce, but the form will be the same. You cannot cheat so much when it's a very stable exercise. But weighted pull-ups and weighted dips, it's so far from stable. Weighted dips, for me, is one of the most dangerous exercises I've ever done. One little muscle that's not recovered in my chest can ruin my whole workout. I've got such a hate relationship with uh, weighted dips. It's crazy. It's crazy how many workouts were ruined because I did some stupid mistakes and I didn't recover enough for the people who don't have access to gym and they only want to gain results from calisthenics. What you can do is start with body weight. Get stronger at the basics with body weight. Do crazy workouts with body weight, Okay, Uh, mostly, again, basics. If your goal is muscles, you need to do stuff where there's contraction, not skills where there's statics. Okay but stuff for this construction so do you basics do you normal squats do you, um uh stuff like uh, for example pull-ups dips push-ups stuff for this construction again but always still try to gain uh, add some weights into workouts so get a bag put some water and make this stuff a bit more hard because when you go until failure in those exercises and the failure is more far than 30 reps then probably for muscle growth it's not that effective, okay? But remember, for, to gain muscles, failure is very important because the last few reps, when you go until failure, these are the reps that make you get muscles. The reps that you can do easily, your body doesn't care. That's easy for them. Your body can do this every single day. The reps that get very hard and you struggle a lot with, these are the very important reps. That's, I talk about, if your goal is muscle gaining, okay?
0: How valuable changing grips are, on the different exercise do we need to do wide muscle ups or close grip pull-ups
1: so changing the exercises is not a good idea only it's only a good idea if you're a person that gets bored fast and you want excitement in your training you know like oh i want to train today exciting and stuff if you do stuff they feel like doing you will not get too far but if you're someone like this then for motivation it's a good idea to change exercises okay but if you're a serious person and you do what you have to do okay what needs to be done then you don't need to change exercise you just need to learn and gain knowledge about methods on how to get stronger at that exercise changing exercise is not the best idea okay because two exercises for push and pull is more than enough you don't need anything else you can't do weighted dips and the bench or overhead press that's enough okay two compound movements get stronger at them and you'll be stronger at anything if you get stronger at these two skills the second one is pull day you get stronger at weighted pull-ups and cable rows and you'll be stronger at any pulling exercise things for fun do them when you're 70 years old and you're about to die like a lot of people complain before they even try that makes no sense what you do yeah. why are you doing this to calm yourself and make yourself feel comfortable since when being comfortable is a good idea you need stress you need pain you need to go through hard stuff even me with as much passion as i have about this sport every time it's complicated every time it's mentally challenging every single day i don't want to work out i never feel like working out i never feel like doing stuff that i'm supposed to do but discipline is what you need to learn yes. if with discipline you don't care Feelings are not important. Your brain wants to be comfortable. You want to lay in bed and think, oh, it feels so good. I want to stay on my phone. I want to play games. I want to do all this stuff. That's not good. That's not good. Okay, you need to learn how to do stuff that you don't really feel like doing. I force myself to get motivation and I always have it.
0: How do you get yourself so disciplined in doing this for so many years?
1: You know, uh, discipline is like mindset and happiness. Happiness is not important. Happiness, you're happy for two minutes and it's gone. It's impossible to be happy every single second, every single minute. So it means happiness is not important. It's just like motivation. Motivation. you feel motivated for one set and the whole workout, you cannot feel motivated. It's something normal. That's why you don't focus on the stuff that you can't control. Happiness and motivation, you can't control it. So again, I say uh, with discipline, you can never stop nothing can ever get in your way injuries all this stuff i don't care i don't care so what so what if something is hard i don't care i'll make sure i do that anyway who said it's supposed to be easy the more challenging it is the more of a beast and a strong person you will become because it's all in your head physically i don't want to do anything people forget that we're all the same Mindset is something you need to work on a lot. It's not easy to have this mindset. The mindset I have is very complicated to get. You need to work on your personality in order to achieve stuff. Okay. It doesn't naturally go. I wasn't born like this. I told you when I started training, it was not serious. I wasn't taking serious. And then one day I realized there should be a change. I realized I actually want to achieve a lot. I want to be special. So you need to change your mindset. Okay. Focus on mindset and discipline motivation, happiness, it doesn't matter. If you've got good mindset, you'll be happy all the time. I'm happy, I've got hard life, I've got problems like all of you. I'm happy 24 seven because of the mindset I have. So, focus on the right things.
0: Perfect, I like that perspective, Ian. I'm, I'm motivated over here. What are the lessons I guess you've seen from other people getting injured? Have you seen any common trends that people should try and avoid?
1: The biggest thing, Listening to your body, you hear it all the time because even the best athletes in the world recently turned their biceps. Matvey turned his biceps on chin ups, uh, Vitali turned his biceps on uh, uh, Hafesto, turned their biceps. They have the most knowledge in the sport, they're the strongest, they should know everything, and even they get injured because it's hard to avoid this thing. Let me put you in a scenario so you understand how complicated that is. Let's say you're very strong, and if you're a very strong athlete, First of all, you're never satisfied. Second of all, you take your training so seriously. So you're about to hit a PR today. Let's say today, you planned your training. You're supposed to lift this amount of weights. You get yourself so motivated, you burn inside for motivation. You come to the training, you do everything, and you feel something weird. Let's say you're supposed to do weighted dips. you feel in your chest, there's something annoying. But you know everything is supposed to be okay. You've done everything perfect but there's a sign something's wrong there's a sign something bad can happen yeah they all keep going in that situation that's the reason even in the last couple of weeks i had some small injuries because you can feel it coming but it's hard to stop and go home you always have signs of that something bad is about to happen every single time so try to listen to your body because you rather waste the training and rest four days than get injured Spend a lot of money on uh, surgery, months no training, a lot of uh, mental problems because you feel bad, there's injury, it can affect you in a bad way a lot. Just from one thing, one minute of avoiding an exercise and going home.
0: Perfect. I think that's a great way to close with those words of wisdom. Plenty there for people to listen to and apply to their training. We definitely resonate with your training philosophy of combining weights, calisthenics and, and looking good as well. And we love your passion, and we can't wait to see you grow more into the future, Ian. So cheers for the conversation, and I'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you for this um, podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Visit fitnessfaqs.com to master calisthenics and become a bodyweight pro.